Welcome to Books, Brews, and Besties. I'm Kaylee. I'm Jenny. And we have our brew. Do you? I remember this time when you weren't prepared. <laughs> it was good. We have a, sorry, brew break. We have a, already, white mocha frappuccino, frappuccino with almond milk. Yes. That's what my stomach, at least, does not like whipped milk. I have whipped cream on top. I, I meant to tell you, and I was like, I hope she remembers. Oh, no. Otherwise, it'll just be worth they it. They asked me to, and they filled one right to the top and then left a gaff on one. And I was like, what you've done there is perfect. Thank you. Whipped on one. <laughs> they yes. me and I was like, so great. I am saying part two. So again, spoilers of if you haven't read it, read it. Pause. We'll come back to us, you know, because we're going to talk about everything, everything that happens. Yeah. And a little bit more because this is actually our second recording of this episode. Yeah. Because the first one sounded terrible and we were not, we were not doing we're good. We were fast. having a very moody it was a, day. Yeah. Was, was it Saturday? Yeah. It was a Saturday evening. Late. Yeah. And I'd finished a Although it's very emotional right book. Yeah. yeah. It's like the middle of the week of school night. And we've just got an entire thing of coffee. We know you haven't drunk much. You this. got me an entire thing of coffee. I thought she was going to bring small. She got the largest of larges that you could possibly get. Getting the so coffee in. We're not. I can definitely finish some books tonight because I'm going to be up. <laughs> and, you know, I also came dressed in my Rider Black, channeling my inner Violet. And I even have... Hold on. Wait for the reveal, everybody. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh! Mine's on top of the dryer. I accidentally washed it and I lost the top of it. <laughs> Some uh, orange peel for those of you that... Well, this is what we took when we did our cosplay. Yeah, I was about to say, if you have been listening to our podcast, you would know that, because I think we talked about it in Fourth Wing episode, that we dressed up and we even had the little orange peel. So that's what it was. Just in case any uh, Jack fucking Barlow comes back. Yeah, shove it in this mail. Shove it in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Die. Actually, though, I would definitely up the amount of oranges and not tell anybody that I was yeah. wearing him. No saving. Because we Just death. Yeah. If she'd have actually killed him, instead of letting him live, you know, we wouldn't have half as many problems as we uh, I know. This book you know, would be half the size. Right? Which, before you jump into the summary, something oh, yeah. that I did a little question of or a little notice in one of our Instagram posts was theories on the cover here which where's your fourth wing it's back oh i'm sorry uh brew break the second one i grabbed the book so the differences between the two in fourth wing violet does say that from the veil which is where i think the center of the dragon is mm -hmm. that the wards extend in in almost a circular shape so it didn't sound like it was an, a true circle but that's what i'm thinking this is and then these maybe are, like you the said, wards. the wards, which is where the burn it down would come into it. Because, no, but then we, we talked about that, that. It's not actually burning the wards down. It's burning to make the wards come uh. up. So I'm not sure exactly what we burnt down. Because we didn't. We, <laughs> the <it>. society! <laughs> I suppose. but that was just Probably kind of, not. Maybe we need to reread it already. I know, like, what, like what? what did we miss? Because everyone we were thinking was that we were going to burn Bezgaeth down. I mean, and we only just took half the cadets in the book, so... Yeah, and then went back to save Bezgaeth. Uh, right, so... And give them the full wards. I know. Which I'll never be happy about. I know, because now, yeah, Arisha at the end doesn't get... Dilly squat. They get mm -hmm. faulty wards. And, can I just say as well, that they've just moved all the people there. 
Like Rhiannon's family just, you know, set up a house and we get to go to tea with the whole squad, which I loved because we got that in book one. We went to Rhiannon's family house and her twin sister's baby and all of this. And it was really nice. The squad was there and it was really like family squad. And I like that it mirrored that in Iron Yeah. But we also got the flyers, the Griffin flyers that were there. And I was like, this really, very nice. family is growing. Yeah. Instead of our OG squad, we now have OG plus Plus Griffin. Plus some. And Cat, which I, I have mixed feelings still on her, but... Yeah, yeah. I've got lots of notes <laughs> to re-go over. All right, but... Yeah, summer. cover, that's where I'm going, so... I like it, I like it. All right, so to jump into the summary, we go into part two with a nightmare with the sage in a heated sexy time session. After that, Mira and other writers show up to Arisha to join the rebellion. Here, we finally get the fight scene we were hoping for between sister and thought to be dead brother. We also get to see Dane and Violet slowly mending what was once the strangest, strongest friendship they ever had known. This is while they are translating Work's journal. Violet finally gets the training she has so desperately needed, thanks to Felix. This is just before she decides to sneak to see Decorus to retrieve the Luminary. Here, Violet, Mira, and Brennan go face-to-face with a Venon thanks to an unknown rift between Zayden and Decorus about a failed-slash-rejected engagement between him and Kat. From there, Griffins are sent to Arisha to train, where they are mentored and through obstacles and players. Silence! All phones! Sorry. Now, now I'm all messed up. <laughs> Sorry. Where they are mentored and put through obstacles writers had to face. We see Violet's and Kat's relationship slowly, very slowly, morph into a mutual respect of power. We find out the dragons have been keeping more secrets. Mm-hmm. The fight to get the wards up pays off in a way. And of course, we see the big battle between Bezagayeth and the Dark Wielders, where we learn many new truths, lose characters, and of course are greeted with a hell of a cliffhanger with our shadow, now red-eye, Daddy. There was a lot that happened, so let's just oh dive gosh. into it. Yeah, when you got how spicy it really gets, like page two and the part two, it's like, wow. Yeah, it just it. goes, yeah, it just starts. Just, and it's right after a nightmare, right? So you get nightmare, so adrenaline from nightmare to just full on yeah. sexy and she's, time. Yeah, she's just still healing too. I mean, <laughs> Brennan's like healed her to an extent. And I, I just, and she's like something like, Want you feral, and I'm like, yeah. okay, jeez, like, Violet, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it's true. Clearly, that's what happens after you're amended, is you get a whole rush of yeah. feelings, <laughs> feelings and hormones. But I do like that Brennan was starting to stand up, stand up, but stand up for Violet a couple pages in. Yeah, I mean, a little late to the game, but very yes. late. We gotta still appreciate the effort. Yeah. And something that kind of should have realized, I guess, in Fourth Wing with the maps and stuff, Zayden's actually like an heir to to a duke ship. A duke. What does it say in the book? A duchery? Yeah. Doctory. Doherty. 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 I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, man, I need to brush up on my terminology here on, on like, royalty and higher society labels. But, yeah, I was just like, oh, gosh, yeah, he actually is the guy that owns Arisha, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of cartoons. is his house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But obviously it would have got... Did it get passed, passed on to somebody else? Well, well, I guess it's outside of the Navarian border, right? From, well, from... I remember reading the book, and I totally have it wrong... 
but Violet and Zayden were talking about it, and he's she asked if he wanted to be king, and he said that he's never want, wanted that, but there was somebody else that was taking over, like, the responsibilities mm. of kingship or whatever, and he was just there for battle and support like that and, like, dealing with the assembly and stuff. I but I can't remember who that person was yeah. or if they even named. But I do remember there was a conversation. Yeah, I wonder if that would be foreshadowing if the king slash queen ship ever needs to pass on to someone if they would actually decline it. I feel like they should... Part, part of me wants them to take it. I mean, they're going through a lot, so I feel like they should have a little quiet house on top of a cliff that overlooks a really pretty view. But the other part of me is like, no... I have no idea where we got to. I don't think I don't think we've dived in at all. So my next thing is that I bloody knew it. I know that we talked about this in part one too, about how that Zayden did mention in Fourth Wing that he took responsibility for Violet. Mm-hmm. And we know that that became clear in part one of Iron Flame that was because the mother had cashed in her debt. I'll give you the responsibility of you guys can come into the writer's quadrant, but I'm going to cash in that deal and take something from you. But what I had originally thought was that he actually took, like, the cut, and then obviously then it was like, oh, no, we didn't, because it was the mom who cashed it in. That's what he meant by taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. But then we finally get, then he's just like, yeah, ripping his his clothes open and being like, yeah, I, I... Took responsibility for Violet. Yeah. Has this another cut, the same cut, which is weird, right? Is there like a special dagger that Lilith used for the 107 cuts on his back? Did Lilith make that mark? Because I understood it was the assembly, right? Uh, wait, 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 wait. I thought we reread in our last recording that he did the himself. Well, he did it himself. And there's a line that, because she asks him, remember, remember, because she asks him when that happened and he goes as soon as i put you in brennan's arms yeah because he had to prove to the assembly and be like look i take responsibility for it so what do we think these actually mean like say that he he makes this cut right and violet does something and turns against the assembly what does that mean maybe he dies yeah so i'm like is there like a magical cut well, I think the ones on his back are. It's linked to the marked ones and him. So if they fuck up, he dies. Because he kept saying he put his life on the on, pretty much yeah. on the line for them. But it's I mean, the one scary, he did to right? himself, I don't know. But I mean, he already knew how to do all the runes and stuff. So I would put a them to know how to... Yeah, a rune dagger type thing. Yeah. In these Because I'm wondering... Because she says something. It's the same, like, zigzaggy mark or whatever as the ones on his back. So... Yeah, it would make it has, sense. Maybe it has to do with like the runes. Maybe that's what it is. Is like the design for it or whatever. I wonder if any of that will come into play. It's got to. <gasps> oh my god. Okay. Whoa! I just had a brain brainstorm. Right. <clears throat> maybe this probably this theory is going to be awfully wrong because we know at the end of Iron Flame that Zayden has turned Venom now, or at least the first stage of Venom. But what if something like this kills him but doesn't actually kill him? Maybe it just kills the Venom in him. You know, like how Harry Potter gets killed. Wait, I lost you. The the marks. Yeah, if there's okay. some sort of like ticking time bomb that I don't know, exploding, killing, whatever, because someone's betrayed the assembly or betrayed Basgaeth, and then if they do that, he's gonna obviously die. What if that kills the part of him that could be venom? That's his way of getting out of being venom. Because there's a lot of talk about. What if it kills his normalness and then he's all he is is venom? I- 
this is scary. It could go either but, way. <laughs> but there's a lot of obviously talk about the, these cuts and stuff, and everybody Dane yeah. mentions it. Yeah. So I feel like there's got to be a little bit of importance, maybe that we're skipping like more over. than just the secrets mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. It's a bit like Harry. That Potter. was adorable. That, mm. that was really adorable. <laughs> just being cute. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like anything's possible in this book. Yeah. To be honest, that I was listening to our other podcast, the Would You Rather questions, and one of them was, Would we like to wait for whole book series so we magically mm-hmm. find out like a five book series? Or would you like to wait? But this is really fun. Waiting in between books and we're getting to theorize and like guess. You can theorize when you have the book. Yeah, but we get a whole year of this. That's torture. That's called <laughs> torture. I really if you read this in a book, you'd be like, that's horrific. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, hey, if it was 10 years later and I found all of these books and they were all together, I'd probably love it. To read them all in one go, just like probably when we get to probably when we get to Blood Nash, I bet that the mm. the last one's going to be out right in February. Not the first, la- not the last one. The last one mm-hmm. is it May for? <laughs> is it May? I'm so sorry. Is it May for the prequel one? I can't even. I know that there's like the next book that's in February is Willa's Diary. Oh my god, I forgot that. I'm so excited. Which you're going to really like because it's not just her diary, it's explanations of every creature, every bloodline, like literally everything. So you're a very factual person. Yeah. Like you enjoy having things straight. I know, which is something that I would really like. I did ever mention this before? I can't even remember. But like here, how we have the yeah. sections laid out. I want generals and stuff. Because yeah. one of my questions before was, is General Malgren the same like level as General Sorengale? Oh, oh, so I thought about that. I'm so glad you just brought it back oh, up. Gee. So she's the general of the school. The school is hers. But yeah, Malgren is, is my school. outside of the school. So he's, he's got to be, yeah. So he's... I don't know if they're equal, just in different um, sections. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because obviously he didn't have a say over what she does with the school. Yeah. Because she said something like that. When everyone lands up against Nolan or something, and or somebody comes and says, you can't let the kids, can't let them come, not kids, but they can't let them come here. And she's like, this is my school or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember when she says that, but. Which actually brings me to general moment and telling everybody that they can leave. At the wards and stuff, because that's how Mera gets to Arisha. And he's just like, yeah, 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 you guys can just go. Yeah. I'm so irritated because <laughs> I should have looked this up because he says why he let them go. Because he asked them and he's like, don't you want to know why I let you go? Remember? Yeah. This is our second time doing this, Jenny, and we still didn't look back at that. Hold on. No. All let right. Me. We'll have a little bit of a break. I'll find it. But. As you're finding that, actually, minus the rubric now, it did bring us that, is it because he could just see the battle already? You know how his signet is that he can see the outcome of battles, but how far in the future? Is it only when, like, the Venom decided that they were going to attack Samara that he can see the outcome of the battle? Or, obviously, he can then tell that there's going to be a battle. I don't know when his foresight, like, how far, yeah, yeah. Like how far you can see because then i would be like well then i understand why he's let everybody go because he knows that they're gonna but again i feel like coda 
Exactly. Dr- yeah. One knows percent. so much more mm-hmm. than the, these books are letting on. Mm-hmm. Especially in part two. I, I feel like he... Mm-hmm. I don't know if Signet's... Okay, okay. So, going back to whenever. Mm-hmm. Was it Fourth Wing when you... <laughs> showed that you looked up everyone's names and the meaning and Terrence is thunder and violet signet is obviously lightning so maybe the dragons and the rider signets are more connected than they know because sigail is shadows and obviously zayden is shadows although we do get to find out that zayden does in fact have two signets Mm. officially which i was surprised that we were going to be going down two signets because of sigail and it's very interesting, though, how that if you bond with a dragon in your, who's bonded to someone in your direct family line, that you either have madness or second signet manifests. And it's really interesting that his second signet is being like a, a kind of form of being an intrinsic because it's kind of bordering on becoming mad, right? Because that first kid back in fourth wing who kind of can mind read and he's like, make it stop, make it stop. And then they just snap his neck to kill him. But that he was almost going mad because of hearing all of those voices. I couldn't imagine if you just walk into a crowded like courtyard and there's just a couple hundred people and you're just reading everybody's mind that would turn you mad. So I like that kind of correlation between madness, second signet. It's quite close together. Yeah. No, I'm. Oh, okay, okay. We're close. Um, where they're met up. Okay. Which, by the way, I love the meeting with Mira meeting Brennan. And yeah, because we actually see her punch him square in the, the face. face. I'm like, finally, that is what we needed with Violet, not just the just staring at Brennan. Brennan's alive. Brennan's. I mean, I can understand she's just been through a lot, but. Matt, I would have, I would have wanted to hit somebody at that point. Probably I would have hit Zayden though, because I don't know how Violet like <laughs> held it together. Because no. I'm so proud of Mira. She, I, know. <laughs> I feel like that was go. the normal way of handling a situation like that. Yeah. Okay. So, are we here for a reason? Zayden asks. You know, besides the evil villain lecture, sunlight glints off the blade of his sword. Blah blah blah. We let you go. Melbourne answers, glancing between Ulysses and Zayden. Let you take half the riders, quadrant, cadets without so much as a fight. Let her go. His withering gaze slides over mine, and I lock my muscles to keep from shuddering. After she brutally murdered the vice commandant, ever stop to think about why? I personally try not to think about you, Zayden replies, blah, blah, blah. You can't afford to lose the riders necessary to fight us. Ulysses answers. We're too expensive to keep, especially with the number of riders in the riot who chose to leave you. Perhaps Milgren tilts his head. Or perhaps let you. He says, you are always too quick to make important decisions. Blah, blah. They're going to overrun us at Samara. Melgren interrupts. Everyone quiets. I struggle to draw my next breath. I've seen it. Melgren continues. They come for us on solstice and they win. So yeah, that's why he let them go. It's almost like though that they didn't. Because Ulysses right there says this meeting is over. And then he just kind of jumps to... So it doesn't really well, say. Well, then it goes, if you've already seen the outcome, then what the hell do you expect us to do about it? Ulysses challenges, lifting his hand, hands as he shrugs. My head turns in his direction, blah, blah. Change the outcome by fighting at our side. Milgren frowns like he's being forced to swallow rotten fruit. In the battle, I see none of you are there. He glances at Zayden. And then Ulysses says, and we're not going to be. We don't fly for you. Interesting, though. It's almost like Melbourne didn't actually answer. Why? 
Yeah, he did and he didn't in a way. Yeah. He gave very, very little information, but clearly he... Well, I guess that kind of clears up what we talked about, because when we were talking about it in the very first recording of this one, we said that he couldn't see... He couldn't actually see the battle if they were there, because there are more than three marked ones. Yeah. Because I was just about to say, maybe he knows that they got the Griffins, and he saw them win with both sides, but he couldn't have seen that. Yeah. Because there still would be more than three marked ones. Exactly. It doesn't fully explain why he let them go, though. Depends how, how much foresight he has with the battle, though. Because just him going, oh, yeah, we're going to let you guys go. It's almost, maybe maybe it was more of, oh, I'll let them go because I want them to be able to fight for us in the future. So there's a, like, a little bit of respect them. and yeah. trust there. Yeah, that could make, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something we'll find out in the third book. Because he's yeah. going to have to come back and... And obviously he's going to die. Melgren? He's got to. There's a little bit, a tiny, itty-bitty little redemption bit there because we kind of are made to feel a little bit bad for him when we kind of go, no, we're not coming to your aid. And he does obviously fly, fly back to Vazgaeth and actually help at the end. I, mean, I don't think there's much mention, though. But we know that they're behind and they're trying to get there. But yeah, otherwise, I don't like him and I don't... Speaking of, I wonder what's going to happen because Lilith is dead. Oh my god, do you think Malgrin could take over control of the... Who else team? would? Who would be next in line? Not the vice commandant, because he's dead. Dane? Dane's, Dane's dad? dad got repositioned out of whatever, but yeah, they could bring him back. He, he just buggered off, so we didn't have anything to do with the big fight that was coming. That's what I think. If that you know, happens, powers. I hope Dane kills him. I hope so. That brings us to my theory. Farish. Yes. Yes. My theory yes. that, and just bear with me, I think I'm down. that Varish and Dane's dad are mm-hmm. Venon. Yeah. At least 100%. Varish. 100% Varish. Because if Jack was able, obviously they had that serum to hide the effects of the Venonness, because that's yeah. how Jack was able to obviously be a regular school. Yeah. Be a regular school. Be a regular student at the, at the school. And lowered his powers, right? Yeah, where he couldn't suck from the ground. Yeah. Being in the wards, too, that helped contain, like... And then the antidote was to allow him to have his venomous back at the time that was needed, mm-hmm. which obviously was when he brought the ward stone down. So I think because Varish was obviously mentoring him and trying to mold him to what they wanted, since clearly they brought him back for a reason, probably because he's a yes. psychopath. Dane's dad was so close with Varish in the beginning of the book, yeah. like the whole book. And then he just disappeared. Yep. And then obviously Dane's dad goes bye-bye. But with how like evil and cynical Dane's dad was when they checkmated him, there's no way that he hasn't been manipulated somehow. If he's not Venom, then something else happened. Like, he was just awful. Yeah, like, and backs up your theory is obviously when we meet Jack fucking Barlow in the Wardstone, and he has somehow controlling his dragon. And, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, 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 with the glazed over eyes, and somehow manages to kill his dragon. And even Tarn at that point says that's not possible. Like, and that was absolutely. I went through a couple of stages so. of hating his babe, right? Yeah, hating babe. And we felt sorry. Is it hers? I think it's a her. I think it's her. We felt sorry for her in the RSC bit because I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad for you because actually, you know, he's dead. And then we come back and then I don't feel so sorry. 
But then I feel sorry all over again because Jack kills her, which is to bring down the wardstone. Also, just real quick on that before you get to the Vars part. Yeah. We don't know if they were still bonded or not. Yeah. Because in the whole book, there's never a mention of him writing her. No. And she was in the RSC land nav mm-hmm. or whatever, but they said unbonded and bonded. Exactly. So she could definitely be considered unbonded because she mourned the loss of Jack. Like he yeah. died. He did die. Yeah. So that had to have broken that bond. So she could have technically so still been unbonded. Yeah. And he, however way the Venning can, probably with their dark magic, took control of her. Yeah. Because Varish says that dragons don't control him. He controls dragons. Yeah. So I I definitely think that means something. I think so. Because, yeah, because that's when Violet says something. So it was you that killed all of the third wing in the first formation of year two obviously where it kills kieran right and kieran was that first one yeah. that we were like wait and then we're like oh my god all these assassinations kieran was actually at resin yep and so with dane's dad and varus actually trying to target yeah the, uh, is, is it is it violet or another character is like they never do that like usually it's only the runners that get burned but soulless burned an entire like section yeah of cadets which does make me think it's the only reason why if jack is still bonded to bade that would make sense why varish is bonded to solace Solace. still and hopefully zayden is still bonded to sigail yeah i'm super interested i mean also fuck what was i gonna say um (laughs) oh no i remember um it was in the when she was getting tortured, I think, like the mm-hmm. la- the big mm-hmm. time where he where Varsh is killed. Like for five days. She asks him, that's why Solus burned all those like you you made that yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what he said or if he even responded. I think he might have just done like an evil smile or something. But anyways, yeah. That definitely shows that he mm-hmm. did have some control over what Solus was doing. Yeah. We do hit in chapter thirty-nine, we get the first translation of Warwick's journal, which is and the blood of the six and the one combined and set the stone ablaze an iron rain. That is Violet's first translation, mm-hmm. which obviously we do find out it does change a little bit here and there. But what's the biggest annoyance with that whole translation and the book figuring out wards and all of that is that she completely overlooks the most important part! Like, the word and. Yeah. <laughs> we get the six dragons, and she's like, oh yeah, it must be the six most powerful dragons. I'm going to, like, set fire to it, and it's going to be great. And just misses, and the one combined. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, it's like that part in the translation. That one teeny tiny sentence obviously isn't important enough. Which we kind of overlooked that, too, now mm-hmm. that I'm just thinking about it. was combined mean? That is where I was going with, I think this means six riders, or six riders and their dragons, and Violet is the one combined with two sets of blood, which oh, is where I'm yeah. going with the Venom. Like Taryn and Andorna, she's combined with them. Oh, okay, nice, nice symmetry then. No, I was going, that's why she's half death, like half... <laughs> half death. <laughs> Literally, because, obviously... No, that makes sense, though. The hair and stuff. Yeah, like with her being in the in the womb, that she something happened with that fever, and that's why I think that she's part venom. And you know, she's mentioned like describing her hair that 
dead. And that mm. no matter how much she would cut it, it the half would still die. And yeah. they use the word die specifically. So. Exactly. Which is, and I think she's... Rebecca has told us that Violet's second signet has 100% manifested in Iron Flame. So we should know her second signet in this book. Which, what? I know. I know. I know. That's why Nicole asked me about Violet's second signet. And I was like, what are you talking about? She doesn't have one yet. No, she does. It's, it is 100% in there. Which is where we go with our last podcast talking about that she sees and talks to Liam. And <gasps> I actually said it in the last one. Is you Can did. she talk to the dead? To souls? And if she's half dead, no offense, Violet, by the way. You know, don't look like you're half dead. He's, well, I'm kind of you do. But anyway, you know, like that's why Liam is so important and he had to die for a reason. Yeah. I think she's she's got some link to and that's why she's so super powerful because she could. I did say oh that I thought it, there was something more to him being there than just right. like support through her torture. I definitely didn't know it was not going there. I didn't know where I was going with it, but I knew it was important in some way. That's where I'm thinking. And it's got to be something she... Because she talks to dragons, too, which is totally not okay. I wonder if she'll be able to talk to her dad, then, if he's really dead. Right? She could talk to anyone. And learn all the secrets. Naolin? Unless he's the actual venom. I'm definitely going down that theory, too. Yeah, I was about to say, you've got you've got a theory. Which, somebody, I don't have who it was, but I did read... That somebody thinks that Brennan and Naolin were actually in a relationship. Similarly to... Similarly? I had issues with saying that word. <laughs> the other podcast. Anyway, as it's mirroring Violet and Zayden and how that Zayden burnt out, protect Violet and Violet yeah, was almost there. Yeah, and she's an idiot. And Naolin has done the same thing for Brennan. As we're led to believe currently. Which... <laughs> Leads us to the fact that Naolin was a siphon, and how did he bring Brennan back to life if he was a siphon? Yeah, he siphoned someone else. So did so, he kill his own dragon? Do you think he no, siphoned his, was, his dragon? Oh god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. I like what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think he's actually dead though, because of uh, which. Thank you for reminding me that because Tarn says we, we don't, don't talk, talk about. The last rider or something. Yeah, but this brings us back to the whole clusterfuck uh-huh. of if if he turned into a venom, Jenny, like you think he did, then that means it broke the bond between him I know. and Karen, which means Zayden and Segaela. Yeah. And Barish and Solas yeah, and yeah. Jack and mm-hmm. Bane. Yeah. I but Segaela I... hasn't spoken to Zayden in a week, so... I know. Last we heard. But I think she's just extremely stubborn and snarky that way and a little bit spiteful that I just don't think she would talk to him. I don't know. I think it's really, really sad that that moment when he's teetering on if he wants... And also, I don't understand how he turned... I don't understand how you turned Ben and, like, him just drawing power from the ground did it or the fact that he did it gave the Venon the ability to turn him. I don't mm. understand how that yeah. worked. But the fact that Sigail was like, I chose you. And he was like, she chose me too. I just think that's a really sad, awful moment. Because obviously Sigail knows something. Like, why else would she be screaming out? Like saying, no, I chose you. Unless it meant maybe they lost their 
thing. And also the yeah. fact that he would even do that to try and... God, oh, he just really pisses. Oh, they yeah. were both so stupid in this whole damn book. I can't. I'm- if they have literally... He lets his guard down at one point when he's in a little shadow lock with the, the sage or the, the venom dude, which... Isn't the true sage or something? Because we know he's not dead because we didn't see the body. Because yeah. it's a whole two sentences of I'm staring off the cliff and there's no body. So I know he's dead. And I'm like, yeah, he's not dead. There's, there's, there's yeah. just no way. Violet's the one that calls him a sage the whole time. Interesting. She assumes he's the sage in her nightmares. Yeah. Or he's because just, that yeah. one venom was like the sage, wants you? But that doesn't mean that that, that one was yeah. just because he's in the nightmares. Which is why I really think it's actually nailed it. Bringing us back to if the bronze bonds do break, I know, it throws every other theory out the window, which I don't like because I really like the fact that Varish is a venom because he's a grade A douchebag. <laughs> but why would if Naolin was a venom, why 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 would he cause all of this to happen? What would his motivation just be? be? Power hungry, isn't it? Like, <laughs> just kind because. of what's mentioned. <laughs> just just because. Just because. Which does actually take me to we mentioned this in our first recording of this episode when we get to. Or did I text it to you? I can't remember. But why? Or we're not asking the right questions about you texted me that. I texted you about this book because are they covering up? I was like, you sound like Zayden. <laughs> she did. She's like, we're not asking the right questions. Like this sounds so familiar. <laughs> but we aren't though. Okay, you need to ask the right questions. Rebecca's saying that at her house. You guys aren't asking the right questions. I bet, literally, I bet she's just waiting for someone to actually put out there what Violet's second signet is, or or something. And she's just like they were like waiting for someone to like say the right thing, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, figure it out." <laughs> just like we did with the Pretty untitled. Much for all of you. Yes, please. <laughs> what are we hiding? Because I definitely don't think that we are just hiding venom from the Navarre population and rewrite rewriting <laughs> hundreds you can't even do your own accent sometimes <laughs> you like it just sometimes you <laughs> yeah just covering up hundreds of years of history just so that people don't know that they're real and I'm like something big happened something happened which is where we are going with and Darna's species and the line that you picked it, up on. Yes. The whole... So, when Jenny texted me the questions and stuff and gave me her theory... I was saying, we're not finding the same question. I was like, I, I could understand in a way why they wouldn't want people to know. Because if power is able just to be sucked up if you touch the ground and like yeah. feel it enough... Then, of course, they wouldn't want everyone to know. And that's obviously because Violet nearly does it. Zayden does it. Jack's done it. Like, it must be pretty easy just to go. <gasps> yeah, but is it only those who have tapped into power before? Like, obviously, all of our writers have their dragon bonds, mm-hmm. which give them power. Yes. Or is it something that Anybody anyone in the land can do? With the fable story that we get about the three brothers, because one's a dragon rider, one's a griffin rider, and the other is a third brother, is draws powerful and it makes us think that he just does it just yeah. just a rando stranger off the sidewalk and does maybe it. that's the thing with the world mm-hmm. but i was also thinking a reason for them to erase the history are those the moonshine cherries thank you kind sir look at this fancy brew rake no they're not but i was thinking that maybe a reason 
why they're erased from the history is maybe there was already a big battle 600 years ago, which is what I think is when I brought up Andarna, because there had to been a reason that her species left her, because she specifically says, I was left for a reason. Yeah, I was so left behind. Why else would dragons leave? Why, why else would dragon species leave, for one? Mm. It doesn't say to us, though, that that entire species was killed. Because it says she's left behind. No, the only thing I remember is that her parents were killed, from what mm. Taryn and Sigail say. But they're also master secret keepers, so yeah. I don't believe anything they say now. But there, there has to be a reason. There has to be something that happened. So maybe 600 years ago, they got into a war or whatever. And maybe that's when they Warwick and the other six yeah, or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's when they figured out how to put the wards up to keep them at bay during that battle. And once they got them at bay or whatever and they the retreated, the, the six, the, the original six. Keep them at bay. Keep the Okay. So, the venom. Okay, got it. I was like, keep the dragons at bay. Got it. Keep the venom at bay. Yes. Keep the venom at bay. Sorry. So, during that battle, maybe the six figured out how to do the wards. Yep. With the wardstone or whatever. Obviously, that put up the wards. Yep. Venom can't get in or do anything. And so, maybe that's when everything leveled out. And for some reason, her species left during that or whatever happened. Yeah. Happened, happened. But also, that would explain how the Venon got the idea to make the Wyvern. As if they've already battled, knew that they had a weakness from there. Yes. Because that's actually mentioned. Somewhere it mentions, maybe that's in fourth, something about being, they have a weakness. Oh, like when, when, when Imogen was like, oh, at least we have air superiority. Yeah, yeah. And then the they saw the Wyvern, she's like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. I think that was at the back and of the that does bring us, tying us all in these theories right now, to bring us all into these theories to Violet's dad. And where I'm like 99.999% sure that he was definitely a rider. Definitely. Or, like you said, like a natural rider. Because the dragons choose the humans. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go through the rider's quadrant. And Darna chose Violet exactly. before she went through the... Rider's Squadron. Yeah. Because it was there. That was pretty... Yeah. Yes! As she soon as she was she born. Was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is where the dad comes in, and the dad somehow had research on feather tails. Mm-hmm. The only way he would have any knowledge or any access to a feather tail, unless Lilith took him for a ride on the back of her dragon, which I really There's doubt. No way. Really doubt that. that. He had to have met dragons. I don't think Lilith knew I don't. the scope of what he was doing, but... I'm going to re- resort back to that line where Violet's asking Taryn and Andarna about, do they know about her dad's research? And Taryn responds, and Andarna was all sassy right before, and then it says, Andarna goes quiet. So Andarna and yeah, Violet's said, dad are connected some way. Yeah. Because she says, oh, I'll the pompous one. And then Tan's like, oh, I don't know anything about your father's research. And then, yeah, the next line is, and then Andarna stays quiet. Yeah. So... She knows something. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the dad became a rider somehow at the different outposts because he was looking after all the libraries that we get told. He liked to keep the, the libraries in. in. Yeah, because how would he have done any research on feather tales if he wasn't allowed in the veil? Like, he had to have been close to a dragon. Which is where we learn in Orisha that they bring the dragon eggs there and there's dragon egg 
hatch something there because the shells of the dragon eggs help power wards. So we know that there used there must have been dragon eggs there at one point. So unless when they were moving around a bunch, he found a dragon egg and that one hatched and that was Andarno. I mean, when she born or something. I mean, maybe if she chose to hatch when Violet was born, yeah, it's definitely possible. And then because they're connected, yeah, somehow. Then, then he's just running around with Andarno, keeping her safe, maybe until she could get to the Vale or. Because that could be why she was left behind somewhere. You can see that there's loads of eggs in the Imperium, right? And they must have been alive for a few hundred years. Which we also learn is an active stage of dragon development. Is actually being in the egg. Because she does kind of imply that she's in a state of awareness. Being inside the egg. So instead of... Okay. <laughs> oh. That's a lot of alcohol on that one. Sorry. Oh, I took a big old gulp and it was straight alcohol. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. like <laughs> but yeah, so some somewhere, and we also know that if Violet can sound and think hard enough, she knows where all of his research is. Yeah. Which now we have access to a Baz Gaia completely, and we'll probably find, get all of her mother's stuff, which we're going to have to mm. burn, right? So there's going to be a lot of stuff yeah. we're going through. I wonder what she's going to find. I just hope that she's not as stupid in this next book as she was with this one. Like, I swear on everything that if she goes after the sage to, like, find a cure for Zayden, I'm going to flip. Because there's, there's no way, though. I mean, she didn't even go after Nolan after the whole, there's somebody hidden up in infirmary. Yeah, she's there's an idiot. She didn't do any of that. But she snuck off to see Takaris. And she's. Sneak off down into the archives, too. Yeah. But she's just stupid as hell. She didn't want to sneak off, though, and actually get real answers about the real shit. (laughs) I can't. I cannot with my... Can I just say, though, with that whole Dakaris and the the city or the castle is... Yeah, Corden, the golden castle or whatever. With the venom? Oh, yeah. And the stone? But, but it did prove our talk about Mira... Being able to put up wards by herself right. in an emotional situation, which 100% happens. Doing our Incredibles. The yep. Violet in The Incredibles can do shields. And she's learning in the first movie how mm-hmm. to actually give, like, shields to other people and stuff. Yep. So, like, thankful for Takaris for that one. But we also find out that Zayden was engaged. Mm-hmm. And we also find oh, out that no. that whole castle is surrounded by that stone or whatever because it was a quarry yeah venom can't draw from which is interesting and i hope they come back and use that maybe for arisha yeah because remember you were talking about why you you didn't know why they did the route they did and they didn't attack cordon and then we were like oh wait they can't they can't do anything there why did violet not pick that up what would she do with that but she goes she's the one that asked did they not take cordon or or was it coordinate? Was that before red? or after, though? Way after. Is it the end of... In part two at some point. Well, maybe I'm going to find my notes. Because, yeah, they go to Corden here, chapter 40. And it says, Mira, V, and Brennan are going off on an adventure. I'm not sure about that. Oh, and, and Donna's the hungry one. It's time for the hungry... Which I forgot that... I did have a thought so early on in chapter 38 because they're talking about the sheep and that all the dragons have just got this like 150 odd dragons now in total. By yeah. the way. And it's one of those, I have that question of, 
How are there so many sheep? Who's who's the sheep farmers? Do we just have random people that farm sheep? Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously later on on page 352, Brennan says that he has the worry of boosting the sheep population. I was like, I'm glad that's addressed because it definitely makes it a little bit more like relatable yeah, and yeah, yeah. real. <laughs> but I did love that. Also, okay. Andrano not being able to possibly bear a rider. Don't. I think it's bullshit right now. All right. I get it. And we know that she's working on strengthening her wing mm-hmm. throughout the book. I just can't imagine that she completely doesn't get to bear a rider. Yeah, because Violet is like two pounds. I know. So how is she not able? Mm. But yeah, I think that's going to build us up for sure. Can, Can we, we use that? Oh, yeah, go. What are you? I was going to say, talking about Cat. Yeah, go ahead. The bit where she turns up to Zayden's room. Half naked? Uh, the Translucent, yeah. Whore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Zayden and Violet opens the door like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. How dare you? Like, the <laughs> audacity. Yeah. But what I didn't like is when we're in a cordon and we're having big meal and Violet gets dressed or whatever and she's wearing like fancy plunging black pl- neckline and I'm like where is your armor yeah. I'm like be smart you know <laughs> that the minute she's taking it off you know it's gonna happen was that the same night that she has to fight the yeah. men and she doesn't have her yeah because she has to rip her dress remember? that's right yeah yeah and then of course like you extra hate cat during all of that because you also know that something else is yeah. And then learn about the engagement just to find out that Kat's going to follow you now to Orisha because all the Griffin Riders get to go back and be trained. Which, that's when, like, after that moment, I feel like it was pivotal because they started actually, like, communicating mm-hmm. and Violet, obviously, being the wonderful person she is, starts helping her and, like, save her life pretty much in the caves. And yeah, and I think that's when she was like, oh, you just saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've had my opinion about you all wrong. But also, like, heck yeah to Andarna for her being a badass inside the cave. Yeah. We didn't talk about that last no, time, but that um, was a pretty... That's where her tail... Yeah, choosing your tail is on a wantor need or something that Tarn says. That's how... And she gets the poison... Scorpion tail? Yes. Which is very interesting with... Is Violet poisoned? She got poisoned and had the silver scar appear... Did somehow she get poisoned before she was born? And that's where the silver comes in. But I like that there's a little poison thing related yeah. even to Indana there. I feel like you could definitely go into Some, something. Yeah. Something. Either one. Very handy. Very handy. And yeah, the breathing, the fire. And she's just like, hold your breath. And she like covers Cat in Violet in her wig. And then yes. she's like, how are you okay? And Tarn's like, fireproof. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, we must remember that. <laughs> She's just so stupid at some points, and then other points, she's so smart. And I'm like, how? How did you get there, but you didn't get here? I don't understand your thought process for so many things. We, obviously, we kill the Venin in in Corden, and we're like, we're going to take what we're going to take, and we're taking the Luminary, which is obviously a reference to light. And that does take me on, actually, about, where is it? Emmy Emmy Ego on Reddit, which I found in the fandom, about violet and light and ultraviolet. And is that something to do with her second signet? Something about g- harnessing the power or surrendering, getting the sky to surrender its greatest power? I thought you thought the sec- second signet was for seeing dead people. I definitely, this that theory is now currently above my <laughs> light theory. But my light theory is still valid because... 
I mean, we could go anywhere. But Rebecca hasn't even written the book yet, but she must have a plan of how it's all going to yes. do. She hasn't written it yet. That, yes, Violet is told that she can harness the power of the sky, that she can command the sky to surrender its greatest power. Now, what is the sky's greatest power? We're thinking lightning right now. Lightning sun. and thunder. I would say sun. But yes, sun, right? As we have assumed that it is in reference to lightning, but it's not. The sky's greatest power would be the sun. The importance of colour and light throughout the Imperium series is very clear. Venom drain colour. Violet's hair is obviously a missing colour. Violet's name is a colour. And Darna's scales can change colour because at some points it's purple, then it's black. Yeah, because she's a chameleon. The only thing that I remember saying when you were reading this Mm -hmm. the first time is that Rebecca said that she chose Violet's nickname first yeah. before her actual name yeah because she knew the nickname she wanted it to be violence and then violet just happened upon yeah which makes me think that yeah this is the only thing that doesn't doesn't get it but obviously we know that the luminary is some intensity of dragon has the power to intensify dragon dragon fire and that it means celestial body which is the sun so there's a lot of light references yes so something's going on there but i don't that is what well i mean pull me down is the light words. and dark good and shadow. bad uh, is, shadow daddy yeah. Mm, yeah so a little bit of fbaa right there yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a good plot line for most books it's always yeah. it's always good and yeah. yeah exactly sorry I dropped my um so yeah that that's the only thing. I, I do love it. And there's a lot of information here that they go through. I definitely would suggest you guys read that theory by Emmy Ego on Reddit. There's a, there's a lot. There's like two two whole pages and a bit more that goes about it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced because I'm more convinced right now that she can talk to dead people. Or she can manifest their yeah. souls back. Or And to be honest, there was a lot of talking with Varish in response to Violet's talking to Liam as if he can... was there, I know. And then when she has to say goodbye, and he just, like, goes into the shadows of the court, it broke my heart all over again. To have him back just a little bit, I was so happy. And, he like, for him to be there in such a a Liam way. I know. Oh, gosh. I just... For how, when I reread Fourth Wing, I think I said it in the, in the Fourth Wing podcast, I just feel like the first time I read it, Liam had quite a good impact on me. But when I reread it again, I felt like I was missing Liam. Like I was, I was like, why do we not know more about what Liam's doing in this whole section? And I wanted more conversations with him and Jacinia because I was like, I remember that being quite a big thing that he's flirting with her. But when I reread it, it was quite a short, yeah, I, I was know. never I was never convinced of the Liam and Jacinia relationship. I just knew that they were flirting, so I was hoping that. that but was he more. was a flirt. Yeah. So he was beautiful. I know. But I felt like I missed him so much. I was like, I needed more, more from him. But big thing, right? Okay, so we have left Croydon now. <laughs> what did you just call it? Croydon? Croydon? It's <laughs> not it. What are you calling it? The R is not before the O. It's not Corydon? It's like Corden. Oh, Corden. Okay. Look at like, your map. <laughs> okay, look at this now. I want to know. Corden. Yeah, Corden. Sorry. Corden. I was like, Corden. what did she just say? That, that's a place in London for anybody who doesn't know. 
Corden is the... Anyway, so Corden. Corden sounds like a real place it's, to me. Just what? say whatever you want, okay? Literally so, said every name wrong, so it does not matter. Uh, shout out, though, to some of my family members. I did get told off for pronouncing... In episode one, when we're talking about our old books, and I said it wrong, and it's uh, Rudyard Kipling, which I still sound so weird to say it properly. What'd you say in the Rud? I think I said Rudyard. And what is it? Rud Rud Rudyard. Rudyard Kipling instead of Rudyard. Yeah, I got told off. So apologies right there. I did. I did say I was going to say it very badly. You did. Apparently, they were all screaming in the car, going, "No, it's Rudyard." I'm really sorry. Okay, I'm very, very sorry. At least we linked it so people could find it, right? But we have got the the luminary. We have got some Griffin Riders, which we were made to send with them, so they had a chance in case they get attacked. Which is interesting because obviously he knew they weren't going to get attacked because he's got this special marble granite thing all over the place, which is probably why he felt fine sending all the Griffins. Yeah, to Arisha. Yeah, <laughs> but we are in the Midaro Midaro Pass, which I've put is like the parapet and the gauntlet all mixed into one, trying mm. to go up. Yeah, I like there that a little bit. And then there's like arrows shooting out, which they tried to shove a, a sword in it, didn't they? Stop the yeah. arrows from coming out, but then well, no, not to stop the arrows. It, Riddick put the sword in that Dane gave him so that they could. Swing jump over. to it and jump, yeah. yes and because then chick that died couldn't jump yeah and then yeah because she can and then she slips and falls and that's when kathleen like, you let her fall yeah she's like i'm literally holding her with a, like a dislocated shoulder like, like <laughs> what am i supposed to do i can't move it and then it's riddick that gets um arrowed arrowed in the in the stomach right my yes, God, and we were left. That was like the end of the chapter. I was like, better, Brennan, better, better, because save his ass. <laughs> the the anxiety <laughs> I felt during that scene and and during the dragon fighting scene. Yeah, because I was like, if she kills Riddick, because I literally said in one of our fourth wing episodes mm-hmm. that if I don't want to have a favorite because. They all die, and I was like, but if I had to, it would probably be, like, Riddick or something. So he has the best line. Yes! (laughs) And I'm sassy. What did I say? I was like, the funny one always dies Mm -hmm. first or something, and so I was like, motherfucker, this is when it happens. I've lost Riddick, and I've I've attached myself to him now because I can't help it. I know, because you've been missing Liam, and I'm like, we need to replace Liam. You can't, but you know what? Yes. The (laughs) quickness of me sitting was so insane because I had... I had to prepare my body and my mind for this <laughs> loss. And then when Violet is like jumping from dragon to dragon to try and save him, and it's like the whole Liam mm. situation happening all over again, I was like, really, Rebecca? You're going to kill two of them the same way? Like, I have to relive this twice? Hated it. But also, screw Violet for all of a sudden being able to jump from jack- dragon's back to dragon's back. I know. Oh, she can't stay in her seat. Or she couldn't have done that with Liam and Day and, like, stabbed like, the wyvern in the sliding face. down. Yeah. Like, screw her very uh-huh. much. But that's when Sora's leg gets bit off. Yeah. I, she just forgot about that. I can't believe. When you said, oh, who was it? Sorry. Nicole. Nicole said to Sawyer's leg and she just mentioned it, right? She's like, oh yeah, Sawyer's leg. I'm like, what? What do you mean Sawyer's leg? And then I've just been sat there racking my brain, yeah. like trying to remember. I was like, don't ask me. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> I remember. 
Yeah, and I forgot about that because I thought he was going to die. Yeah, I have to read you what Nicole said though, okay, because yeah. you're going to laugh because it's funny. So my friend Nicole, we've been talking about Fourth Wing or whatever, and also she's getting married, so congratulations to Nicole. <laughs> congratulations. She said, also, can we talk about the whirlwind that was Riddick's dragon being attacked and Sawyer's leg being bitten off all at once while Andarna is like a chameleon camouflaged into the damn mountains watching everything go down. And I was like, yes. I totally forgot Andarna was just like chilling there, hiding. But yeah, like all the craziness happening and she's just chilling in the mountains being a little she's chameleon. and she knows what she's got. Mm-hmm. Plus the seventh, seventh sense. No, you say sixth sense, don't you? Sorry, that was just like something running through my head then, but it doesn't make sense. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. Dara passed, so the gauntlet mixed with the parapet. Mm-hmm. And I was really waiting for a lot more of, like, more deaths. I was really waiting, you know, someone's going to fall. We had a lot of deaths in fourth wing. And I know we're kind of second year, third years, we're kind of at a higher sophisticated level. But my also thing is this kind of, like, a pass... From from the old Basgaeth and the old, and we're kind of entering a new era for the revolution of people just not actually dying. Yeah. Just like how Kat says, you guys actually die. When she's yeah. like, yeah, we just jump off a bridge, and if you don't land on a griffin, you just swim to shore and you join a different... Whereas, like, obviously in Basgaeth, we know... If you don't get to bond with a dragon or whatever, you're dead. Like, you yeah. don't get to go to, to the scribes or whatever. And I'm really hoping... Well, except for Sawyer. He had to repeat. He was a repeater. Yes. But that's because he survived. Just to Just lose his leg. And probably eventually we're all going to die, right? So but yeah, the difference, the difference between them is... I mean, just trying to put yourself in their shoes, it's probably got to be so dramatic. Like, what? I know. You guys have to die you in order to kill each other? Yeah. Like, just to train? Like, this makes sense. So I really hope that with the new leadership at Balsgaeth, which I really hope it's not Malgrin, I really hope it's not Athos. I really hope we get some new some new Basis. leadership come in. Maybe it'll be Davira. Yes. That I'll would be, be cool. Down. Oh, I would It can't that. be Carr, because he's a little bitch. Yeah, Right. So, but there, something that was mentioned that was a big stinky eye from Tarn and other dragons is them carrying a bunch of crossbows or crossbow, which I imagine are big things that take out dragons. That the dragons carry them across the path. They actually they mention it. And yes, that, yeah, I still don't remember that. Yeah, and Tarn's like, you know, we're just being pack mules having to carry these crossbows. And they're not mentioned. They're not mentioned in the big fight at the end to take out the wyvern or anything. So what were they But for? that was also at Arisha, not Vazgaia. The time it would have taken probably That's to... That's fine, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> You're oh, like, okay, I accept. But what, <laughs> what about the fight where they take it to the cliffs of Dralor or whatever they're called? That's when they were testing the wards, though, and the wyvern hit the wards and died. And a little bit died. Yeah. They, they, came back they do come back. back. Yeah. Which is why the wards are faulty. Yes. But because she overlooked the whole and the one combined mm-hmm. section. And can Very I just, big keywords. Right? And the first time when she tries to raise the, the wards before they actually, second time when yeah. they actually go up a little bit, the first time, and then it just fails, and she's just like, meh, I just won't try again. And I'm yeah, like, she was such a baby. She was <gasps> the biggest brat in this book. I mean, I totally understand how much. Her life has been flipped, turned upside down. But 
And I get that, like, this is all for the book and there for it to be more pages and stuff, but how did you not assume that they were talking about freaking dragons? I knew as soon as they all put their stupid hands on the stupid stone that it was going to fail and they were going to need dragons. Yeah. I knew, like, it's common sense, Violet. Common sense. Like, clearly I'm not living your life, but, like, from an outside bird's view, I can see that you're stupid <laughs> and that you're not making good choices. <laughs> yeah. I do agree. There's some things that were really, like, you're, you're like a trained scribe, you know this. Also, can we just mention, why had she only been training to enter the Riders' Quadrant for six months? When her mother had a pack deal with Zayden for at least six odd years. I didn't think about that. Was it, it, was it that long? It must have been because Zayden must have made the deal when everyone died. To be like, I'll take this one, give us all a chance so that you don't murder us. Give us a chance, we'll all go in the writer's quadrant. So when they were old that would enough. That him really young though. 23. But you right? said six years before. So that, that was 17 when his, when his parents, or at least his dad was killed and everybody else was killed. And instead of them dying he said i'll make a deal we'll all enter the writer's quadrant coda can mark us and i'll take responsibility for all 107 where did kids. you get six years though where did you get that from timeline fix your face <laughs> the timeline i don't remember anything about six years because he must have been about 17 when the parent because he then, was the oldest and violet's just joined violet's joined now and she's 20 he's like 23 right because he's a third yeah year. And he okay. he took the responsibility on the camel coffee and alcohol. Um, he took responsibility on the day that all the parents were killed. The revolution happened six years prior to the books. Okay, brew it's break. Right six years is very specific, and I don't didn't remember the six dad, years. Didn't the dad die five years ago? Or no, that's when Brennan went. Brennan died. Like five to six years, and Naolan was, or his dad was supposed to be the one that killed him or something, and it was Naolan was trying to save him. He did not die five years ago because he gave the book to Mira, and Mira's only like two years older than Violet. Yeah, but in here, you've been dead for like six years. Okay, I do remember something like that. Right? I'm just going to trust you because I don't remember those kind of details like you do. (laughs) But this makes sense, no? Yeah. I don't even remember what you said past six years, quite honestly, right now. That Lilith and Zayden, they made, made the deal. deal. So she, her her mom knew she was going in the writer's quadrant six years ago to make that deal. I mean, obviously, she didn't tell Zayden probably six years ago that you're going to have to look after my daughter. But she knew what she was probably going to use that deal for. She must have. Yeah, I don't know. You're hurting my head. Okay. <laughs> I just just don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six years. Anyway, that's where I'm... I trust you. Well, I'm going to find it out, but obviously it's the whole book that... It's somewhere at the beginning. I believe you. I take your word for it. Okay. Sorry. Except I don't pay attention to those kind of details at all. That's why I just... Yeah. All right. So I'm back to second signet here. Uh, after, yeah, after the crossbows haven't been mentioned. So that could be a book three. Because there's no wards at Arisha now. But couldn't they use... They still other... have the faulty wards. Yeah. And couldn't they use other dragons? Because it's the six strongest dragons that live there. And freaking Mira. She's able to do wards outside of That's ward right. ba- Like, why can't she yeah. do something? But if they have, like, Rhiannon's dragon, 
Because her family live there now. Maybe Rhiannon's Yeah, but who's going to be the seventh? They have no seventh. That's the thing. Mm. That's why they can't do the Wardstone correctly at Arisha. Mm. And That's then Darnia can't have a baby yet. That's yeah. far too far. In. But, 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 remember I said those two black hatchlings mm. that mm. maybe they might be the seventh? Yeah, because we don't know how many have been left behind. Was it just Endarna that had been left behind? Or and if multiple eggs left behind? Yeah, and if black was such a rare color, then how are there two? Two more. That's a little line that was looked over, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've we've mentioned quite a few times, but... Yes, I like that. So maybe, maybe when they're able to, but it takes them a while to be able to breathe fire. She couldn't do it until she was what she is now, which is what, their adolescent or whatever? Mm. So, another second signet theory here. Chapter 48. Zayden and Violet have some... You circled and then circle. <laughs> this is kind of like faulty on one side. Zayden and Violet are having some sexy time. And Shocking. I know. Jeez. And Violet is reading Zayden's mind. Full He's on... He's pushing it into her. Do we think he can do this? He said he did it. But you remember that Violet can do this with Dane. Because we... Yeah, she can push her memories. Yeah. What does that have to do with him pushing memories into her? Really? He says he did it. Does he? Yeah, he goes, I, I know I shouldn't have done that, but I helped myself. I thought that was something to do with the sexy time, but... <laughs> no, it was, he pushed his thoughts into her mind. And that's why she was like, what did you just do? Like, do it again. And he was like, no, I can't control myself when I do that or whatever. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel like something... That's because he's an intrinsic or because of the bond? It's probably just the bond. I mean, he's been able to do a lot of things. All right, so maybe not the second signet. So I'm still then voting the second signet is she can see dead people. Or she can man- man- manifest their soul. I really want it to go higher. Because we get a lot of, like, not the same. <laughs> like, higher in the world with gods and stuff. Yeah. Because we get a lot of we commend their souls to Malik. And we get the god of luck comes up a couple times. And Violet's like, oh, I really hope mm-hmm. the god of luck or whatever the name is. It's like an L, So what, you think Violet's a god? I wasn't going down there, but I uh-huh. def- 100% yes, I'm down with that. But no, what I was thinking more of is that... Actually, was I thinking that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my train of thought. Well, you just said I want it to be higher, and you're yeah. like, like the gods and stuff. So no, I was just like getting the gods in, involved. But maybe, yeah, maybe that's where my train of thought was actually going. That yeah, maybe she is kind of god. I'm an intrinsic. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I saw your intentions. <laughs> oh, I love this. Okay, <clears throat> anything? And you want to add something before I jump onto the next bit? Yeah, Sloan being a yeah. siphon. And also, how happy I am that Lilith is dead. I'll just say that I was crying at that point. I wasn't like full tears, but my eyes were welled up. And I was in the car like, such a really sad part. (laughs) It's like the, it's the description of Violet and everyone being like, no. And And Brennan actually, like, although he's missed five, six years of of his mother, like actually being like, no, mom, like you can't do this. And Mira gets really mad and... She like storms over to Brennan with who's holding them and is like, What have you done? And yeah. gets really mad at him. And like, I think she actually takes him. Oh, sorry. She, t- she takes her into her, her arms away from Brennan. And that whole thing is just. Looks like the perfect moment of like, <laughs> it could be gone at any moment. Yeah. But still happy she is because 
I don't care what she did the last part. She was terrible the whole time. But also, how terrible she was that she literally described to Sloane how she murdered her parents to get her to siphon her power. Yeah. Cruel. Yeah. Like, I get it was cruel for good intentions, but still cruel. I know. know. But she, she she didn't want to do it, though. She didn't want to kill somebody. Which props to Sloane, but also, sorry, girl, but you've got to do it. Yeah. So that was a very powerful yeah. scene. That Yeah, that whole scene had me in tears. And we had to do, we were in the car with screaming kids, and we had to do a gas station break, and I literally had, like, this, like, page left, and I was like, just let me read what's happening here in the middle of my tears. But yeah, I wasn't full-on blubbering like I was with the light between the oceans. That was. I can't I was wait gone. to get to that part. I was absolutely melted. I also have down um, about Zayden's second segment and how we found out that he can read intentions. And also, I want to point out yes. how, like we talked about the first time, how sad it is that he hasn't been able to learn from anyone or share this with anyone, and how lonely that must have made him feel. Yeah, because not even Karen knew. Yeah, so Gail didn't share it either. Yep. So just. And also, maybe that means that his signet is a little bit more than he thinks, too, because he doesn't know how to classify it or how to describe it because he's never been able to talk to anyone else that has the same. This is going to elaborate, I think, on Zayden and Dane's friendship. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. I just... Because I, I have... My next point is about Dane. But I was just thinking about how that at the end of part one, when Zayden's like, Oi, Atos, you choose to follow? And he's like, apparently. He's like, well, fucking follow me. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I was like, amazing. And it's almost like like a, a brotherly hatred yeah. kind of thing going on there. And yeah. I was just like, I'd like more of that. And you put, what did you say the last time we recorded this was how Dan was like, I would love him too, or whatever, to Violet. Oh, yes, because they finally, chapter 49, they actually, because I put, like, she's being stupid for waiting too long about getting back into Warwick's journal and trying mm-hmm. to translation again. And, yeah, and he says, I stopped listening to you on conscription day, like, nearly three years ago. And that that threw me off, because I was like, hang on. When we got there, it was we, just We me. did have a long <laughs> discussion about that. <laughs> I just didn't get the... He stopped... I stopped listening to you. That's Dana. He said he stopped listening to Violet on his conscription. So, like, three years ago. And I'm like, why did you stop the listening? But we went through that... You were so literal. <laughs> he just changed from being best friend to... I am now a rule follower. I am in, in the military. I am... Yeah. And I think it was more of just, like, him accepting that that's what happened. Yeah. And I definitely have to say... Like, mirroring probably Rebecca's life as we... I'm understanding that she's obviously a military wife, which is where we know she has Navarre from, because we're sitting in Navarre, by the way. Is this... We record that in part one or this one. Anyway, and we know that there's military bases around, so we... And she's... That would be pretty pretty cool. But there are different obviously types of people in the military some are like super tight rule followers that have to do things literally by the book and i wonder how much of like her like husband's experiences too have been kind of written into the whole military style and how much like there are rule followers like dean like 100 and then there are people that are like well i'm going to break the rules if it means i can yeah save people or do the right thing and so i was like oh a nice little uh, comparison there but we are going with here with Dane is like 
do you really love Zayden? Mm -hmm. Like, are you really sure? I heard what he said in the interrogation chamber, and well, I might be in love with him too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Dane. <laughs> I love that they're rebuilding their friendship. I know it'll never obviously get to the point that no. Dane wants it to go back to, but it's actually really nice watching them have those moments yeah. together again in a friendly capacity, especially yeah. when they were translating Warwick's journal. And there were a couple times where I was like, can you just be nicer to him? I know. Because he's trying. I know. He's trying really hard. And he saved your fucking life. Exactly. <laughs> Before Zayden got there. I just think, like, when she's just like, I'll never see past Liam. And I'm like, I get that, but I do. And I know that we were being very cruel. I mean, he came off yeah, we hated as him an hardcore. actual douchebag in Fourth Wing. So, disdain Dane and... I take it all back. Though. Dane and all that, so... Yeah. I'm I'm getting that. I'm taking it all back completely. And I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, I wasn't 100% on the fence of hating him. but And I don't blame him for Liam. I blame Violet and Taryn. And I blame Atos. Well, I mean, I do blame Dane for sharing the memory and then to his dad and then getting his dad to send them over there. Mm. I mean, I blame the Venom completely, number one. <laughs> but Yeah, right. Okay, first and foremost. But yeah. But also, though, we've saved Liam's life, like, twice now. So, but Jack fucking so Violet's dead. what? Because you know, Jenny? you keep telling me that it's just, you know, coming around in circles and Mal, you can't cross death and all of that because he's just waiting. Always waiting. Still. Trust me, dude, I didn't want Liam to die. But now we know there's a higher purpose because we can talk to souls. Yeah, 100%. I like talking to souls better than like just talking to the dead. Because I think she's communicating with the soul. I think it's important to put back in this one. Going back to our theory in our fourth wing chat where we thought Coda was maybe keeping things from Melgrin. Coda knew Andarna was a seventh species. We know that because of his conversation with Violet. And yeah, because Tarn says, oh, Coda should have known better or something mm -hmm. like that. Yep. So obviously he kept that from Melgrin. Didn't tell him. Melgrin did not know. That's right. And obviously... That we know. There's no way. Yeah. There's simply no way. Which makes me have an even wilder theory that maybe Coda, when he marked the marked ones, it was to help hide her powers in Resin. What if Coda can see outcomes? So if he saw how all of this was going to play out, maybe he knew that her identity was going to have to be protected and she stopped time in Resin. And obviously there was more than three marked ones, so Malgren couldn't see it. Interesting, because they do say that the rider's signet is influenced by who they are and like the shadows and stuff. But that wouldn't make sense because Segeo's name means shadows. So you'd think that and her rider is thunder. Yeah, so you'd think that there would be some sort of like link to those. So if Malgren's is like war, Hoda means war. So General Malgren can see outcomes of war. Outcomes of war. So, so they have to be linked. So Coda could. See the outcomes of war too, though. So they're not actually independent signets of the riders' personalities. What if, since dragons can see their riders' memories, what if Coda <gasps> can see the outcomes but can see past the marked ones, even though Melgren can't? So you mean you think that dragons can see memories and future memories? Well, if the future memory is Melgren, Melgren's memory... Well, yes. Because once he sees the future, it's now in his brain, it's in yeah. his memory. So Coda would be able to see it at that point. Okay. 
true. And technically, Taryn can lock into Violet anytime he wants and sees what she sees. And can share her memories with mm-hmm. other dragons and people. So why couldn't Coda see the memory of Melgren seeing the outcomes of battles? But maybe because Coda's the one that marked them, he can see what Melgren can't. Only if Melgren can doesn't have a restriction on how far he can see. Like, can he see all the wars in the future of time itself? I feel like it's just coming ones. I don't feel like it's all the wars. Because otherwise then know that Coda marked them six years ago. Yeah, and so he would have known about the attack on Bezgaia way before it happened. Yeah. Unless Coda... But he can't... Sorry. Malgrim can't see with the marked ones. The marked ones were there. So unless Coda can see... Which is my theory. Which is your theory. And that it's all a whole protection about Andarna and other species. It might be. I mean, he is the head dragon. That we are led to believe. Which I... I don't know. Because, 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 because we know that Tarn says that he has chosen Viola as his last rider. In the awards, she's burning out. And he's like, no, 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 because I've chosen you not as my next, but as my last. last. Yeah. And she's like, oh, but I don't know, where's my train of thought gone? I've lost, she's lost it. Bloody hell. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, shit. Sorry, everybody. You have a brew break a second. We were in the... What was I just talking about? What are we talking about? We are talking about Coda being able to see what Meldrum can't. And I was talking about the Empyrean. Okay, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, because you think there's god dragons. Yes, and that Tarn says that he... And we know that if Violet dies, Tarn's going to die. Sigail's going to die because they're mated. I'm Zane's so proud die. of you. Thank you. I'm really trying her name very hard. <laughs> but I'm re- I haven't messed it up yet. Yeah, sorry. If they, if she dies, he dies, etc. Which also indicates that because she was gonna burn out and stuff and and die. It's just and okay. also with that train of thought, her freaking I'm sorry's. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Every time she's about to sacrifice herself, and she's like, "You guys have to live." Like it's up to them. I know. You die, they all die. Which Tarn we know isn't very old. Because he says mm-hmm. that he's not the oldest in his den. And they try and at one point when they're talking about the books, right? And yeah. Tarn's like, I'm, I'm not, not that old. <laughs> yeah. I don't see that he's going to die. I don't think he's going to die young. Just because he's obviously not had that many riders. Coda's had more vi- riders than he has. So I think if Viola and Zayden do die, or they're going to go off. I mean, they're going to die eventually. They're going to die in like 20, 40 years when they grow old and have babies and all of this. They're going to die. I just keep thinking about that song. It's like, just so you want to die young. And since the moment you said that, I just repeating in my head and I can't focus. I can't. I cannot. I'm so sorry. But yeah, I just think that no matter what happens, like, do riders retire? Are you always bonded to a dragon i mean are you going to be like how do you break the bond and, and you have a dragon i don't know maybe that's how you turn venom i don't know that you just like baby, just, baby stage venom not like full-blown but just because taran's not old and dragon years doesn't mean he's not done with being alive and like going through riders and stuff you're the one that can't accept him dying but seriously he's no he's way. accepted that he wants to do. Do you think Sigail's accepted that she's gonna die? I think Sigail's does Sigail does Sigail. That's true. But this is where I'm going. And with. she might not be bonded anymore, so <laughs> I don't see that happening. But 
this is where I think that there are riderless dragons, like as the god dragons or like the higher elders of the Imperium. And it's not just Coda. Because when they're like, oh yeah, in um at the end of Threshing and they all go up and talk to the Imperium, the Imperium sounds like we're talking to more than just Coda. Yeah, and right? I think it's the head of each den. Yes. I will that's, agree with that. That's what I assumed every time I would read it. I don't remember if it's explained. I don't remember if Taryn explains so. it or not. I just I just I imagine them as riderless ones that always stay in the veil. They are there to protect the young feather tails and teach them and and get them to learn how to fly and stuff like that. I just I don't know. I mean we don't see a lot of Coda, so maybe he does stay in the veil quite a lot and just comes out to Melgren here and there. I think we're going to see him more in the third book. I, I hope so, because I'd like to get some more Especially now that she talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. She faced him like... Oh, no. <laughs> Nobody <Stop>. says <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. I on. also have that... I just wanted to highlight that Sloan When she told Violet that she doesn't hate her because it's hard not to hate her. It's hard to hate her when her brother didn't. I thought that was a really sweet moment that I didn't want to let go out of this podcast. But I really wanted that to be highlighted because I just liked it. That's fair. Okay. And also, mm-hmm. big one yeah. is, so Violet and Zayden were supposedly working on their communication, and yet neither one of them told each other that they were having nightmares about the freaking sage. Don't get me started, because that's like, isn't that when we meet back into the book? Like, that's, that's the part two, isn't that like the first Yeah, chapter? that like is the there. lowest of low communication skills that you can get, is telling your significant other about your dreams. I know. And they've just been bitching at each other about how they're not sharing, they're not asking the right questions. Yeah. Stop asking about the questions, all of this. But I'm pretty sure... It opens up with, like, a note. Yep, this chapter 37. Bold choice to move so far from what you perceived as the safety of the wards, the sage says. Yeah. And this is where I said that it's definitely... A- a Harry Potter, Voldemort, dream walking, seeing each other in dreams. And it's kind of real, but it's also not. And it also takes me to how stupid that they are both being as well. Not realizing that they literally want Violet. And Zayden played right into it. Oh, yeah. Massively. Because he's stupid. Yeah. Stupid. And, yeah. Just, but it does say here that sages, they get you sleep beyond them. Like he could 100% just go straight to Arisha and get her. Like, they could have been there within, like, a day. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They spent quite a few weeks. I think she has to agree. Ooh, do you think? Like, she has to actually do it. And I only think that because he was trying to get Zayden to agree and kept using Violet as, like, the bargaining tool. And in all her nightmares, he's saying that he'll get her to turn for, from using Zayden. <gasps> Yes, there's something that says, right, that you'll... I know the one thing that will make you turn And the longest night has yet to pass. Interesting. I wonder what that's foreshadowing. Maybe the solstice. Maybe something's happening on the solstice? That's when... No, that's no, no, when the big... War, but that's when Zayden changed. Yeah. Maybe there's something extra about that. Maybe maybe that's that's the loophole. I think that was him telling her that the solstice, they were coming and she's just too stupid to know interesting but sorry there is a part yet that he says it's not this dream it's another dream right yeah it's in a couple of them and i think part one Mm. because i think that's the last nightmare that we get for the rest of the book and tarn says something about i don't need to know about your dreams yeah i don't like dallying your 
Yeah, which is so stupid. Yeah, because he could have he could have seen all of this happen. Right, and shared it with Sigeo, and Sigeo would have told Zayden, mm-hmm. and Zayden would be like, oh, I should be taking nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And vice versa. I'm really surprised that Torn actually, yeah, didn't even want to try and go... Can I just say that? Especially after that. Like, he didn't even ask her, why are you asking me that question? Yeah. Like, everyone was stupid in this book. Everyone was stupid in this book. (laughs) At least a little bit. I mean, some pages were a lot, but... I do love Felix, though. And Felix trying to train Viola in the sarcasm comments. It was just like, oh, well, you know, could you actually hit something? Yeah. This is great. Oh, like, I love it. Oh, oh, I hate this bit. I don't like it. I don't think this line is written in Zayden's point of view. This is not Zayden talking. Rebecca, you can explain this one because I don't get this. But Zayden says, love, you're the smartest person I know. It's, I don't like it. The sarcasm I is wrong. About this. <laughs> I'm like, that's not, Zayden doesn't go, love. Like, he just doesn't. I can't see that six foot four or two or whatever, this big hulky dude just going love <laughs> i just don't see it maybe that's just me and i might not no you just don't talk like that but <laughs> i i think i thought it was cute because it's after they say yeah i love you i know which is where i was just like oh it's just saying i love you know but then it's just like he's completely it's like love it's one time. It's one time <laughs> in the it whole book. Sense. <laughs> because I'm like, that's not Zayden. That's not him. That's not. <laughs> okay, so when Tan calls her the dragon slayer. Yeah. Darna. Oh, yeah. So what did they say? I just can't with you. I was thinking in my head how like a guy saying something like a term of endearment is a red flag to you. <laughs> when it's like a sarcastic love, then yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyways, continue, but yeah, Dragon Slayer. But how she had to go under investigation or whatever to make sure that it was actually in defense because a dragon killing a dragon is frowned upon. Yeah, even a disgusting, despicable dragon. Mm -hmm. But I was going to say, I read it the same as I read when Tarn says Lightning Wielder. It's like, Dragon Slayer. Like, you know, just like... I could just imagine him like he did it with the lightning wheel there. Like I just imagine he's like shouting it out to a dragon slayer. Dragon slayer. <laughs> like it's just so proud of you moment, you know? <laughs> I see it'd be really cute. Totes. Uh, and yeah. Oh, Taryn. I don't think any voice actor could ever do him to the justice that Jenny can. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> Okay. I almost want to get the audiobook just so I can listen to how they say it in well, the audiobook. I want to get the um the graphic audio novel. I can't do a graphic audio. I've never I mean I've never listened to an audiobook, so I graphic audio, there's just too much happening all at once. Because you've got background music, you've got oh, really? all the different characters, you've got sound effects going. It's just like a lot for my brain to it's process like a movie at once. without the pictures. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Would be really good for you, I feel. I, Maybe it would be good for me with my yeah. Stuff. You just, need it. I can I create my own. I don't need someone else <laughs> doing it. It's just it's too many sounds and noises for my brain to comprehend and still try to listen to what's happening with the words. Yeah, I can't comprehend words and all the sounds at once. Yeah, it's too much for me. It's like I have read that some people actually like listen to types of music and read. I'm There's like, no way. I don't know. I couldn't do that. No. I can't. It's too much. Katie and Brittany like swore that I would love 
Akatar because like, if I listen to the graphic audio or whatever, and then I did, and I was like, oh my god, this is so much worse. <laughs> like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, okay, here we go. I went to my first Bucky's in Tennessee, and I was extremely overwhelmed. I walked <laughs> in there, and I'm just like, yeah, it's crazy. Whoa, like, there was just stuff everywhere. There's like people who are working with like parts full of stuff just going everywhere it was madness madness it was like being on the tube in london one of the last times billy and i went to bucky's they had the beaver out like a guy in a beaver costume okay taking pictures of people wow i bet yeah yeah at least i've been to one now but i went in on my own with jonah and even the bathroom scared and i'm like you don't go to bucky's alone jenny (laughs) (laughs) obviously i just walked out with a bean and cheese burrito for me and jonah and then i was like i'm done (laughs) it was too much you stick with the busy bee they're better okay i mean it was huge it was a very it was i think it's the biggest one currently in gatlinburg somewhere out there sure brand new and everything and yeah i was i was you go in and there's literally lights above all the toilet cubicles and if it's green you go in one but i mean like all the doors were locked so i was just wandering around until i found one that's like, like door please door open. <laughs> i just need a door please <laughs> i was like it's just too it's too modern for me i was like i'm done <laughs> I just need a traditional door that I just open and I can't do this locked and unlocked stuff. I don't need lights to ding me. To ding though. you? <laughs> like, to lights ding. ding you? I didn't know that. No, they just like, I mean like they Turn ding on. on. <laughs> I'm thinking like, I'm pretty sure there was a bell. Ding, <laughs> ding dong, open door. Oh, okay. Uh, Malgram was asking for help in the big field and then Brennan walks out and the mom is like oh, Brennan oh my god and she's kind of trying to show much emotion in me but then and the three of them are just like yeah what about it yeah <laughs> what you gonna your do your dead son is alive by the way get over um, it but she actually like hands is it Lyra's book is it Lyra Warwick and I thought it was Lyra so with the other book, one of the other books, that you obviously needed. Now, Malgren actually says, do what you need to do or something to, as he's walking away. And I'm like, does he actually know what she has in her coat? Do you think he's actually... I thought he'd like say goodbye to your children. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's what we're made to think is happening. But yeah, I'm like, I reckon he might have known that she had the book. Yeah. <laughs> but can I also say that we mm-hmm. totally called... The fact that they were going to need that second book in order to actually properly do it. Yeah. So, yes for yes. us. I just really thought Jacinia had snuck it up. Oh, yeah. I did not. I def- I was down with that. I was not on your train with that one. Because I knew that they didn't put them back in, into the Locked King's archive storage chamber. Which I really hope that Cam is going to have a bigger bigger part to play here. Yeah. But I like him. Eric, Eric, yeah, when it, yeah. I say but Eric, I like, but I don't know the real. Yeah, I like Cam. Cam's easy to say. Again, we our pronunciations are our own. Yeah, <laughs> that's the book, bestie way. I know. I wonder how annoying we are to people who apologize know how to understand pronunciate it. And I know. there's that the girl on on Instagram or TikTok or something who who actually can. She's actually Irish or Scott the Gaelic, and yeah. she can actually. Obviously, say all the words correctly, all the names. And we need to ask them. Sarah, Billy's brother's wife. Sarah, she 
actually reached out to me asking me if I had read it because she saw TikToks or whatever, but she's got a Scottish background, so she's obviously really good at yeah the Gaelic pronunciations and stuff. And she's like, I just want to, you know, see whatever. So I sent her one of my copies at fourth grade, but she could probably pronounce all the things for us. Yeah. Yeah, and I it's don't like, know... Please make a pronunciation list for us, since Rebecca has not. She's going to, though. I have her number three should have one. You know what? It should have been in book number one, because how are you going to have fantasy-ass names and then not give us a clue on how to say them? Yeah. I mean, hang on. Let's finish this. I don't think I've got very much left to talk about. Oh, we like Marin. Marin, we like Marin. She's the Griffin Rider. <laughs> Sorry, I did it earlier. The we do like her. Funny. We do like her. We do like her. She's a sweetheart. She's a, the bow she's and a arrows. Brilliant. They finally made the arrow. The arrowheads that and Marin gave it to Violet, right? Yes, mm-hmm. on the um, on the, the dry, bell. on the dry. She has a couple. She puts it down by her knee so she doesn't have to put her hand over. Ooh, the chair wobbled. Um, uh, yes, we get a couple. We get to meet our next mated pair, which actually have been commented throughout, which I didn't pick up for on a while. One must have a rider and is. Samara, that's oh, yeah, Green, yeah, yeah. Green, the female, and Maze, or it's the other way around, I can't remember. And Maze, I think, is in the veil. One is in the veil, and one is. And they, must and they can talk to each other really far. Because yeah. that's what Violet's like, oh, when are you going to be able to yeah. get to that distance? Um, he says it takes like. Tons is like, what, a hundred years, and he doesn't seem to be able to. Oh, they've been together for about a hundred years, doesn't seem to be able to communicate with Sigail in long distances, which. That's why I don't think he's going to die soon. He might say he's ready to die, but I call BS. <laughs> but I do not accept it. I don't. Black one. That legit, I will be devast- devastated. I like that Dane uses Jack to find out where the, the lores are, the runes that are bringing the... Yeah, he uses powers for good. I know, finally. And um, also, ooh. they can be used they Can be used on Venom. Yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> but that's where we were going with Varish, because we know that Dane couldn't see all of the locations mm-hmm. of where Jack put them, and did Varish do some of them? Yeah, who, who else? But that also leads us to the fact that there might be other Venom in Basque. Yeah, Jack does say that. He says, we're not the only ones, mm-hmm. or something to that effect. So we know that there's more. Um, Which I wonder if Dan will be able to find who they are by... Reading memories. Ooh, maybe you could do that to Jack. Like line them all up and let him and Zayden all over them. Yeah, I like it. Okay, hilarious moment. Okay, so some sexy time, right? Before the big. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is like the big war is about to happen. They're like, we got like six ish hours to ten hours maybe before they come. So Satan and Violet, the last fucking, <laughs> they, they just run off to their room and then they're like debating whether they should do it or not because should they, should they sleep? You know, who could sleep at a time like that? I mean, seriously, <laughs> no, I mean, you're about to die. <laughs> Rhiannon's at the door knocking like, guys, just come out here, please, guys. And Violet's the one that says, just five minutes, please. Yeah. And then there's a disengage your body parts or whatever you're doing. And then Violet's like, and Zayden, they're both like, and then they open the door and Brennan at the door with second and third year Griffin riders and some first years like Sloan is there. They are all, I think Mira's there, they're all there. And I'm like, can you just imagine? Perfect. Like, perfect. And then 
down the hall comes Lilith. The mom is just like walking through, and then they're like, "Can we request to guard the water and whatever?" And because Brennan's here, finally, yeah. she's like, "Yeah, sure." Like she has so much faith in Brennan, mm-hmm. but not like Mira and Violet and stuff. She's like, "No to them," but as soon as Brennan shows up, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, you can yeah. guard the water." Yeah, like what is the fuckery? I know. Right? That's why she died. That's why we're all happy that yeah. she's dead. But I am happy that he did, did show up. A little redemption arc. A mini one there for Brennan. Because I was happy that he, yeah, he showed up. Yeah, I still don't really care about his character. No. It's, it's warming on me, though, so far. Because he did show up. Yeah. So. He, he hasn't redeemed himself like no. Dan did. And there were... I did read some people on the fandom. Again, I'm sorry. I didn't grab names. But they were asking about that. Does Brennan actually have his dragon does he actually ride on his dragon because to get there he says sorry the griffins are really slow but he has to be riding on it because they ride to um, the golden city cordon or whatever and violet asks where his dragon is way at the beginning and the dragon was with the andarna but yeah that's the that's the your andarna because i'm like yeah Yeah. it's fine it's fine which it might go back to how andarna waited 600 years for violet to be born and chose her brennan knows i don't know do you think brennan knows about the dad and the feather tails maybe i mean he's keeping a lot of secrets he's been dead for six years exactly anything's anything's a go in this book i'm so so damn down with that she can talk to the dead she's a soul speaker I'm I'm down with it. You've named it. That's I'm what it is. Soul speakers, everyone. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> and Rebecca hasn't written it yet, so if that's what it's called in the book, I need credit. Yeah. <laughs> well, if not, I'm royalty. I'm, I'm having it. I'm having that that line. Does it again? Oh, she does this thing where she's counting. I really liked it. She's like twelve seconds till they get here, and then there's another bit where she's like, I've got ten heartbeats yeah. until this. Yeah. And like. Really slows it down. It amps it up, yeah. too. And we can really get the details in of, of the fights and stuff. And that's it. That's all I've got. Talk Violet's dad. We did that a little bit. So Zayden just turned Venom. And I was like, so, you know what? Just met. I was, was pissed off. But I wasn't... I didn't really feel anything. I just felt... I feel annoyed that that happened because I was like... Yeah, really? you were more pissed off than anything. Yeah. It really when didn't... You texted me. Blow my mind that much. Like, just one of those, like, did I see that coming? And I think this is where it goes back to Michael B. Jordan's Amazon production thing and how that Rebecca didn't know that they had her first draft of Fourth Wing back last December. I'm going to say a whole year ago now. We've had mm-hmm. two books since. And they've kind of told her, as I'm gathering from the interviews, Rebecca said that they kind of told her how the book should end and what could have which I do kind of respect in the, if they want this actually go big and actually work with the season they're gonna need cliffhangers but also just like trust the author and creating the story that you obviously fell in love with to even take it up yeah instead of changing it that's when things go bad exactly and that's just where i was just like really like she obviously had a cliffhanger for the first book i know which got everybody hooked and i just don't think this is the same the same impact on this cliffhanger See, I kind of, reading Fourth Wing, I kind of knew that Brennan was probably not dead. I just had a feeling, just because I've read another book that had the same kind of cliffhanger mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Iron Flame, I told you, that got spoiled for me because people on Facebook don't know how to keep their fingers off their keyboard one day after the book is released. And to be like, fair, I would have thought that would have been safe space to be on Facebook, but... Yeah, you would think, no. But, like, 
like the way that Facebook's algorithm is, is like, even if you're not in a group, it shows you anyways. So I would like that spoiled from a group I'm not even in. And I was like, what the heck? So I was super pissed. Thanks, Facebook. Yeah, thanks. So that's why I wasn't obviously shocked. Yeah. But as soon as he says that they're here for me, I knew. I was like, yep, the spoiler is correct because this is this is how it's going to go. And I feel like if I didn't have that spoiled, I would have still had that thought process yeah. reading it. I don't know. I was just like, are you stupid? Like, they're not here for you. Like, they're here for her. Like, it even says, like, I'll just step over. I'll either step over your dead body and get my hands on her mm-hmm. or you're going to help me get her or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, it's just. Like, just hold on for, like, one more second because the wards are about to go up. Like, like, and even see, I was like, please just wait. And if he just opened up his communication to say, you know, I'm really sorry about that. I love you. I'm going to miss you. She'd be like, oh, we're almost there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> communication <laughs> is key, my friends. <laughs> yeah. In all the ways it counted, they did not communicate. <laughs> even though that was the, the whole, oh the whole, like, workings that they were trying to do throughout the whole entire book. Oh, and I really hope hoping that we get more hidden history. We know that Arisha has a whole thing, and they have obviously some snippets from the Griffin Riders at mm-hmm. the top of chapters. So we and we, I'm pretty sure that comes from the uh, I put the fancy gold castle plays that with the creepy guy in it. <laughs> Great descriptions. <laughs> the fancy gold castle and the creepy guy lives there. Cats. Dad or cat's uncle. Takaris. Yeah. Which sounds like the dragon, right? From the dragon... The Game of Thrones spin-off, the oh House of Dragons. Yeah, and I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen Lord of the Rings. I fell asleep. Game it's of Thrones is too porny for me. I can't I can't do all that. Okay, but Lord of the Rings is a legendary classic. I've tried, woman! It puts me to sleep! <laughs> okay, let's try it. 8 a.m. in the morning, I'll bring coffee. <laughs> Just have a Lord of the Rings day. Can't wait, because that would be great. That's fun. Yeah, let's do that. <sighs> but yeah, I think that's about about everything. And I, to be honest, overall, I loved it. Do I wish we had more? Obviously. There's even bits where I wish we had more about Garrick. We don't know his... We know that... Delio. What's his name of his um, dragon? What's, what's Garrick's? Yeah. I don't know. It's we, know phone, we know that he's sensitive to runes. But I wonder what his name is. Now that we're actually going with the whole... Like, dragons may actually play a part in the signets instead mm-hmm. of it just being, oh, based on the writer's personality. Yeah. Because the names are meaning stuff. I've got all the dragons and the writers and everything on my phone, so we can also put that on Patreon. Oh, yeah, we're going to make marks too, won't we? Yeah. Also, we if you're not already, follow us on or become a member on Patreon. Mm-hmm. We have a dollar membership. You can join for free if you want to, but yeah, all the memberships you get. Bonus episodes. We'll also be putting bloopers up here soon because we are definitely getting enough to do a whole episode of them. (laughs) But yeah, we post all kinds of stuff. You also get, depending on what tier you're in, you'll get first access to our episodes and everything. And it's just a good way to support the podcast and and what we're doing and help us buy the books that we're talking about. (laughs) I know there's going to be book giveaways. Yeah, we already have one. Yeah, we have a book giveaway going on right now for a quart of ro- thorns and roses. Oh my gosh, Which we I killed that. We're gonna get there probably this next second week. second half. Next week is when we draw the winner. Okay, I was gonna say we, we have, have a couple of people already entered. I was gonna say we're gonna get to that series though. I'm 
We're kind of planning like the second half of next year. Yeah, it's on our down list because I was not a fan of it at all. I read the first paragraph and stopped because I was just devastatedly heartbroken. I was like, I can't continue to read about this. But I know I'm going to power through because it is great. I know it is going to be great. I don't. It was terrible. I hated it. The only book I liked was the third one. But anyways, we digress. No, because we have Fire in the Flesh coming up in the new year. We're going to be doing all of those, so get reading those. Blood and Ash is going to be our next series, which... Sorry, I said Fire in the Flesh. Yeah. That's the... the, That's the... Um, I think we're recording the first episode of that, December 30th. Mm -hmm. So you have all month to grab copy it from blood and ash and read it you can get them at your local walmart right now they have a special edition and paperback that's really mm-hmm. beautiful um for only like 14 bucks which is a pretty good deal for a book mm-hmm. because their hardcovers are like more it's like what 25 something like that 31 99 anyways you won't regret it it's an amazing book i'm obsessed uh, for those listeners in the uk i'm gonna go straight to waterstones because they yeah. have some very good copies they and do. they did up iron flame and fourth wing too yeah, that's our next series that we're going to be doing. And then we also will be having an author talk with Rachel Carter and Stacey Andrea. And both of those books are called Frady Hole yeah. and Unfamiliar Territory. Yeah. One's a fantasy, one's a thriller, like mm-hmm. psychological thriller. Yeah. They're really interesting so far. I The fantasy one is a very unique perspective. Yes, I'm actually... I'm getting further into it and i'm like this is this is different yeah i like it i've never read anything like it mm-hmm. and then frady hole is it's tough it's it's got some tough topics but it's really good mm-hmm. like if you've ever suffered with like mental health or like suicidal tendencies or anything like that this is this obviously might be a trigger this book mm-hmm. but it's it's very interesting because it's from the grandfather's perspective of the granddaughter going through all of it oh which is also interesting. I think both of these books just give such a unique perspective. And I think that's what's really gripped me so yeah. far. But anyway, so yeah, we're going to interview the authors this weekend. Yes, this weekend. And their episodes will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. We'll definitely grab their books. We'll have them linked. Yep. And yeah, listen to the interview. And if you read it before the interview, send us the questions that you have for the authors. Yeah. There won't be any spoilers no. until... Yeah, well, we won't do something. And I mean, <laughs> we can, yeah, we can do the interview and then we can do a book chat afterwards. Yeah, we could do. I like that. As a separate. Yeah. And then we do have the historical fiction book coming up, The Light Between the Oceans, which again, actually seems like it might go. I haven't done Freddie Hole yet, but it sounds like it's very mental health driven. Yeah. Um, and I think we are going to decide to finish reading. Well, you need to finish reading the book because I finished it. And then it's taking me a second. The the first half is a lot of like background and everything, but then we're gonna watch the movie. So even if you guys don't want to read the book, you could at least read them, watch the movie. Sorry, and then you can listen along with us and not huge spoilers. Then yeah, um, all good stuff coming up. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go check us out on Patreon. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok now. Yeah. So yeah, just show some love and support. Become one of our book besties. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, book besties. Bye.